0: Hello, my name's Robin. Welcome to my podcast. This is my first ever podcast. Um, I am sorry in advance that the uh, sound is probably not the best. Um, this is, again, my first one. I tried to borrow a mic, but uh, I don't know. The thing's not working with GarageBand. and I don't know. It's just not working, and I can't figure it out right now. My kids are homesick, so I can't go to like Best Buy or whatever to buy a new mic, so... And I just need to start podcasting, so I'm going to, okay? I will get better in the future. Um, and as I said, I have three kids home with me, so I might be interrupted, and I will do my best to edit that out if that happens. Okay, so starting off, um, why I came here and why, yeah, why I wanted to podcast. Um, in April of last year, I found out something about my mind that I never knew. Um, at 30, how old am I, 38 years old, um, 39, almost, almost 39, but yeah, so I found out at 38, I woke up one morning, and I was scrolling Facebook, and I came across this test, this quiz, um, that was supposed to uh, tell you how good your mind's eye was, and being, like, someone who's, like, super into, like, psychic stuff, and, like, mediumship, and... And all that stuff, like consciousness exploration, uh, all that fun stuff. Like, I'm pretty woo woo and out there, and um, yeah, like, I, I really love learning about that kind of stuff. So, I clicked on it thinking, like, it would tell me, like, am I Sylvia Brown? Like, am I the next Sylvia Brown? Um, anyways, I <laughs> clicked on it, totally not about psychic stuff. Um, the test took me through a variety of scenarios where I had to visualize different things. So the questions were like, okay, picture a horse. And then underneath it, it would have four options. One that was super clear, another that was just a little less clear, and then one that was super blurry, and one that was just black. And so I sat there for a minute and thought, um, like, I could not see anything. It's not black. Um I, all I see when I close my eyes and, and visualize a horse is the back of my eyelids. That's all I see. So so I clicked the black one. Um, and as I clicked through each question, it started to dawn on me that maybe other people could actually see stuff. <laughs> like, what? Um, anyway, so after I took the quiz, I learned that I have what is called aphantasia, which is um, a term coined by Adam Zeman or Zayman, I'm not sure, um, in 2015. And aphantasia, it essentially means, like, if you break it down, um, lacking imagination, so no imagination, um, which is just, it sounds mean, honestly, like, you have no imagination. I don't think that I have no imagination. I'm fairly, like, I'm a fairly creative person, but I really didn't like playing with Barbies as a kid. I didn't get it. I still don't. I'm like, maybe I don't, maybe I wasn't very imaginative. I never had an imaginary friend. Um, but I do like think of scenarios in my head and, and like play through things in my head, but it's, it's not visual. Anyways, I'll go more into that, um, in future episodes and maybe as I ramble here, but I wanted to keep going. Um, so, uh, I read on to learned that, um, roughly 2% of the population have aphantasia. Now, if I only learned that I have aphantasia at age 38 and I'm like super woo-woo, I listen to a lot of meditation, guided meditation, like how I didn't know that I have this condition my whole life is just kind of mind-blowing. But, um, anyways, so if I just found out this and like, there's no real way of tracking who, who has it. I feel like it has to be more than 2% of the population. Um, anyways, over the next several weeks and months, I, i just tried to learn as much as possible about aphantasia. I also just started asking everyone I knew. I posted on Facebook. Um, I just asked people to visualize an elephant and describe what they saw. And everyone posted, like, that they saw a Dumbo or an elephant moving, or, like, people were saying that they could, like, visualize, like, a scene from a movie kind of thing, and I'm sitting there just watching these comments roll in, like, oh, fuck, like, everyone here can do this. Uh, There was one person who couldn't, and she had known for years, like, I guess it was something she had found out, Um, but I also found out that my son's girlfriend has it. And she's, she loves reading fiction and nonfiction, um, whereas, okay, and then I found out my husband has it, and that was weird, because it, sometimes it takes a while to really realize that you have it, because it's, it's really hard to understand that other people can visualize when you can't, because you as someone who can't visualize, you can still think about stuff. It's not like your brain can't think about stuff. You just don't pull up the images so trying to explain it to my husband who has it as well he was like well i'm like can you see the color red he's like no i'm like well people without aphantasia could see the color red he's like huh like i don't know it, because yeah it's really hard to explain but anyway so it took a while for my husband to like fully grasp that he does have it um and then he was like well maybe that's why i only like to read uh, nonfiction um, because he likes to learn things and when you read stuff to learn like it goes into your, it goes into his brain and it gets stored there whereas fiction um, I, I like reading fiction even though I have Aphantasia but I do love I think I like nonfiction more um, and I love listening to audiobooks because I feel like I, it almost sticks with me better than just reading it I don't know if maybe that has something to do with aphantasia because I don't picture things while I'm reading. It's not like I'm reading and I'm developing the the characters. Like, too much descriptive text actually isn't great for me. And I've read that for a lot of people with Aventasia, that descriptive text is like, okay, enough already. I can't actually picture this. I know what a forest looks like. Like, just leave it at that. I don't need to know about the bark on the tree and that stuff, because I can't see it in my head, so it's kind of just boring, get to the point, let's get some character conversations, dialogue in there, that, the emotion is what gets me. Anyway, so uh, that was a ramble about my husband, but uh, he uh, yeah, he doesn't like reading fiction books, and I think and now that I know that, I, like I used to it kind of bothered me, um, but it, it does make sense to me. He likes, and He likes to read uh, nonfiction because, yeah, it's stored in his brain differently. And that's another thing. Like, I think that we, all of our brains store things differently. And I find that very fascinating. Um, Okay, so back to aphantasia. Um, After, like, diving more deep into, I I joined a bunch of, like, aphantasia groups. And I started learning about how aphantasia is not just your visual um sense like your third eye it's not just just that it's also like other people can recall smells in their mind or tastes or sounds um and I was like oh at least I have the sounds part um I was thinking I my brain is like a constant audiobook um I'm always just like thinking in my mind and it's my voice kind of thinking um I can hear my own thoughts loud and clear as I type on a computer keyboard. I am simultaneously hearing that those words in my voice, um, but not everyone can do that, and that's part of aphantasia. So that's interesting. I often have um, songs in my head or random thoughts that are auditory. Um, I'll I'll also like run through conversations in my mind. Uh, if I've had a conversation with someone, I will like replay it in my mind. Um, But the funny thing is, and this, I had to like really think about this. It's not like, if you really think about your own thoughts, you start kind of spiraling. Anyways, um, I had to think about the voice in my head and it is always my own voice. So even when I'm having a conversation, like a, I'm, I'm thinking about a conversation that I've had or I'm going to have or, like, I'm playing through it in my mind. It's, like, my own voice talking both ways but, like, pretending to be the other person if that makes sense. Um, Or if I get a song in my head, it's always, like, me singing the song and, like, I often don't know the words of a song so it'll be, like, me humming the song or whatever. Like, I know songs in my head but I don't even know the words. Um, Yeah. Uh... Anyway, so I, I, that's a fun thing. I like it. I don't have sound effects in my head because I can't like make sound effects. Like I could make a knocking sound in my head; it would be like knock, knock, knock. You know, it's it's not an actual knock. Um, I don't know if that's normal. I'd love to hear from other people how they hear things in their mind. But my mind is just my own voice. So, and then also like if I listen to this podcast back. I will be like, that's not my voice, because my voice in my brain is different than my voice what other people hear, and I think that's just being tone deaf in general. Uh, I used to think I was the best singer as a kid, and then I heard myself, and I was like, oh shit, that's not good. Sounds much better on high-speed dumbing. Let's do that instead. Um, anyways, back to Aventasia. I uh, learning about my own lack of visual imagery and now lack of other, um, inner thought processes. It just really made me question how we all think. Um, it's never something I've really thought about before, but now I feel like it's one of the most important questions in the world. And why are we not talking about this more? Um, it's kind of nuts to me. Uh, I, it's nuts One reason it's nuts is that I'm 38 and, like, I'm into woo-woo stuff. So I'm listening to guided meditations about being on a beautiful beach with a sunset. And I've never been able to visualize that stuff. I've never been able to do that. And even though, like, I I still enjoy a guided meditation. But, uh, man, I feel like, hey, if you're listening to this and you don't have aphantasia, You should, like, take a moment and just appreciate the fact that you have this magical superpower. Um, And then for those of you who are listening to this who have Aphantasia, I feel like there's got to be something that, uh, you know, people with Aphantasia are not with Aphantasia are missing out on. Like, I feel like we must have some sort of superpower. Um, I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to find it out. Um, And that's another reason I made this podcast is like just to learn about how different our brains work and what our strengths and weaknesses are and how we all learn and, um, what's the best method of, of learning and growing and, and like therapy for people whose brains work differently. Like, I think about, sorry, I just got interrupted by my son there. Um, I think about school um, and how I was in school and how I really enjoyed school um, until I really just stopped enjoying school. And I always thought that was because like a hormonal shift, grade seven and eight, is like kind of when you're thinking you're too cool and you're into boys and whatever, and whatever it is. Um, I just like completely stopped enjoying school, like being in class. But now looking back on it, um, those days, it, it switched from like a bit of note-taking to other stuff to like my whole day was note-taking and none of that stuff would stick in my mind. I don't remember anything I learned in grade seven and eight. Well, I don't, I don't know if I remember anything from a lot of classes, but I know that it was so much note-taking and I don't, I didn't do well. I couldn't, like, I, reading notes for me is like It does not stick in any way. I need to, and even like now when I'm in meetings and stuff, I will be the person who doesn't take notes. If I take notes and I don't just engage in a conversation, I will not absorb it. And I know that notes you can go back and look at. I would rather like be in a meeting, have that conversation, try my best to remember it and then write down stuff after because the conversations itself, like actually engaging in a conversation for me is more, it will stick with me better than sitting there and writing notes. So yeah, any class that was all writing stuff down, it was not good, not good. Um, One of my history teachers in grade 10 or 11, I feel like he, uh, it was a lot of note taking, but he like told a story and I, when I would just listen to him tell the story, I would do better than if I sat there and listened and took notes, if that makes sense. So I I really do think that having aphantasia or even if maybe if you have hyperphantasia, like you're on the other side of the spectrum, you might learn in a different way than other people who are just like mid-spectrum. I don't know. Um, it would be interesting. I don't, I don't know if it's part of, like a psych ed assessment, a psychoeducational assessment. I don't think it is because my son just did one a couple of years ago, um, but I do think it should be part of it. Uh, yeah, I think about like doing a spelling test, standing up like a, a spelling bees. How the heck can someone spell a big long word if you can't see the word in front of you? I The only way, I'm a great speller, I'm, I'm, I can spell, but I have to write it down. And I, it's not just, like, I could write it down with a pen and paper and be able to spell it correctly. I just need to see it. Um, so standing up, because I won't remember what the last letter was. I have to see it. Um, and if you have aphantasia, you cannot do that with your mind. So I feel like you're at a disadvantage in a, a spelling bee, um, I also watched a show on Netflix. Um, oh my gosh, The Mind Explained. I think that's a good show, um, and it was talking about memory and this woman how she remembers all these numbers. Is she kind of like makes a story in her head with like imagery, and it was really cool. And I didn't know at the time when I watched it that I had aphantasia. but I was like, I don't, I don't understand how anyone could actually do that. Um, now it makes sense to me. I can't do it because I can't do it. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like we're. I hate putting us down. I have fantastic people. But I feel like, man, we're at a disadvantage for a lot of things. And like being able to describe someone to a sketch artist, give me a break. Are you kidding me? I would just be like, the guy had a face <laughs> and a chin and a nose two eyes like there's no way I would be able to accurately describe someone's face in detail there's no way um I can't picture anyone ever um I know what people look like I'm I'm fairly good with remembering people to be honest but describing them no not it would not happen um what else did I want to say about this I like I I plan on talking about this more going forward um talking to other people who have Aphantasia or people who have Hyperphantasia. I'd love to just like talk about creativity with other people because I'm a very creative person. Um, I've worked in the creative side of publishing for like my entire adult life. I make beautiful things, but uh, yeah, learning, I had this and like, I'm like, how, if I could see what I was going to design before I designed it, I would like, I'd be amazing. Um, And I'm so jealous of people who can do that. Um, And for me, I don't know if other people, uh, if you're listening to this, let me know, uh, who have Aphantasia, I wonder, like, if I'm in a creative concept meeting and I have to explain what I envision for some design of a book or whatever, I really struggle with that. I will just like, it would be, I would try to like describe a book I'd seen probably, but like I have to have some time before to like throw something together on the computer. I I like to play around. I like to pull ideas from other places. I like, um, like I have everything stored in my brain of good things that look good together, like font pairings and like different colors that I really like together and what clashes and what look like, what's too light on what and, you know, I know the basics of design. I know what looks good, but to just come up with something on the spot, it doesn't work like that for me at all. So uh, I'd be curious to hear hear how other creatives deal with like concept meetings. If you're if you're like if you have no time, if you're just in a meeting and say and they say, Hey, Robin, what do you think? What should be on the cover of this book? It's about this. I don't know. Like, give me a moment. Give me some time. I'll think about it. Um, yeah, uh, I can remember facts about events. Like, so if you think about like memories, I can remember facts about what happened at events. Sometimes I can even remember like what people are wearing, but I can't like bring it up. I can't bring up the visual in my head. Um, mm, I, I learned that people with aphantasia, are less likely to suffer from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, this is because they can't recall visual imagery, uh, and that totally makes sense to me. Um, I feel like I've lived a fairly good good life. I don't have too much trauma, but maybe some of the things that have happened in my life would be more traumatic to to people who didn't have aphantasia? I'm not sure. I've never lived anything other than my own brain, so that's hard to say. Um, The other flip side to that is um, sometimes when something traumatic happens to you, you can um, become aphantastic. You can have aphantasia um, because trauma can also shut down your visual imagery. So that's interesting. Uh, I don't think I've had any trauma in my life that would have done that unless I joke, like my, my mom says that I fell down the stairs. I, we had one of those like, uh, rolly saucer things. Um, what are they called? Saucers? I don't know. But when in the eighties they had wheels on them so you could like learn how to walk. Uh, they don't do that anymore because I think a lot of kids fell downstairs and I did it twice. So that's the only thing that like, maybe I had a concussion or something. I don't know. I don't think so though. Uh, who knows, but I've lived this way my whole life. So clearly I'm okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I think, I, like I think about it all the time now I'm playing with my kids and my kids are like, what are you building with Lego? And I'm like, I don't know. Do people know what they're going to build before they start building? I just, like, start building and then it becomes something, you know? Um, Yeah. Is it why I didn't have an imaginary friend as a kid? Is it why I didn't like playing with dolls? Um, These are all good questions. And I don't have all the answers. um, But I definitely, like, I want to use this podcast to learn more about um, our minds and how they work and ask weird questions um, I went to the cottage with my family in the summer and I started asking questions to my nephew. He's 10. Um, and like, just, I asked him if he could picture something and he's like, yeah. And that's like my first thing. Can you picture an elephant? And yes. And then I move on to other questions. And I said, can you feel the emotions of other animals? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, can you feel the emotions of your dad? No. Anyway, so I, I feel like there's so many things that, like, we don't know. I can completely feel the emotions of other people when they walk into a room. It's, like, a vibe thing. I can, like, immediately know if someone's in a bad mood or... Um, and I thought that that was, like, a normal thing that most people could sense. Um, like, without someone saying, I'm in a bad mood. Like, if someone walks in the room says nothing, I thought that most people could sense that like, if they were in a bad mood or not, but it's not true. Not everyone can do that. So if you're listening and you have aphantasia and you're like, oh, yeah, I can totally sense someone's mood, I'm with you. Um, But, like, my husband who has it, he does not sense that stuff at all. So it's very interesting. And he has, um, even though he can't visualize, he has, like, almost, like, a photographic memory without the photograph. It's crazy. Like, he says... Like if you put something in a drawer and it's a certain way, if he was like away from that drawer, and this is such a weird example for like a month, he would still know exactly how everything was placed where I'm like, even if I organize something completely perfectly, the next time I go to put something in it, I'll forget where the thing is supposed to go because it's just like, I don't know. That's probably me having like ADHD and stuff too. But um, it's interesting. We all just like store our, knowledge differently and I find it really fascinating um yeah and the emotion thing oh I asked him another thing I asked was because uh, he's a teacher he was doing presentations in his class and I said oh are some of the kids just really nervous um because I remember from grade seven and eight we would do like speech competitions and you knew before well, I knew like each kid in the class that were gonna be nervous. I knew the ticks that people had. I knew which ones would pace. I knew which ones would speed up their their talk. Like, I could sense all those things. I've always had that. And my husband, he was telling me about these presentations. He's like, "No, I don't know. I, I can't tell if someone's nervous." I was like, "What?" I I mean, I feel like that is so obvious during a speech. But yeah, I feel like not everyone has the ability to pick up on, um, little things, uh, that for me are, like, so obvious, um, anyways, so, I'm here to talk about all the things, and to talk about some woo-woo stuff, because I'm into spirituality and stuff, and I believe that, I believe a lot of things, um, and I like discussing, um, our minds and consciousness and all of those things. And now I'm just rambling and rambling because I don't know how to end a podcast. But I hope you come back and listen some more. Um, I'm going to do another podcast on dreams soon because um, I've had some crazy experiences there. No, I'm not just going to ramble on about my dreams. Um, and what else? I don't know. got a bunch of ideas in my mind, so stick with me. Um, and I hope you listen again. Thanks so much.